very much for having me. Don't thank me yet. You have the right to remain silent. Yeah, I just saw your tanker expired. It's about to get on TV. Do you have a single fact to back that up? You know, this is the one where um, I think you're funny. Do you understand me? I think you need to go get a dictionary. So, I meant to show you this. Um, look what happened to me the other day. Go ahead. I was drinking from my Athletic Greens container here. Yeah. And see the threading, how it broke off. Oh, yeah. Let's see that, ladies and gentlemen. Really weird. So, as I was, I was driving to my parents' house and I was drinking it on the go and I unscrewed the cap and I felt this sharp pain in my finger... Ooh, you cut yourself. And Hold I was like, the camera. The finger? Yeah. Well, it's out of focus. Good. <laughs> See that? Yeah, the threading's gone from the alpha green. Or I, I call it alpha <laughs> green. No, I do that all the Isn't time. Isn't that what it is? No, it's athletic greens. I call it alpha oh. green more than I call it athletic greens. I actually, if somebody would have asked me what it was, I would have said alpha. I like I alpha why. better. I actually, uh, I have like a very regimented uh, vitamin routine, and I call this vitamin A, even though it's not. Right. But I have biotin, so I can grow my hair back, so I call that vitamin B, even though it's not. Yeah. And then I have legitimate vitamin C and D, which you gave me, thanks. You're welcome. So I can feel like I'm getting healthy. But anyway. I'm trying to keep my boy alive. <laughs> I felt this like really sharp pain in my finger as I screwed was unscrewing the cap to take another drink of this, and I felt this sharp pain in my finger, and I look at my finger... And a large piece of jagged plastic was sticking straight out of my finger, and my what, like the whole section just popped off. Yeah, like as I unscrew it, my finger just like got knifed, and then Jeez. broke my finger broke it off of the threading from the rest of the bottle, and so I just had this like sharp jagged piece of plastic sticking straight out of my finger. Good lord! And my skin was just like coiled off like and hanging there like yeah, like a it. stringy long piece of skin was just hanging off my finger right and this thing was just embedded in there and uh it didn't really bleed it was like one the last line of defense layer of skin was still there it was red as hell oh i'm sure but uh i mean if i would have like pinched my finger then i'm sure it would have like sprayed <laughs> anime blood everywhere yeah of course it would have but uh so we're, we're, uh, that was a pretty interesting intro for Christmas at night. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm always we're, like, how do we start this? And right. Like, well, Com coming to you live. Yeah. Christmas night. Yeah. Christmas podcast, not planned, not scheduled. Right. Although we had said we wanted to do a Christmas podcast. Yeah. Just, I mean, kind of like always, we were planning on doing a movie and, you know, all that good stuff, but life is yeah. life. I mean, a Christmas podcast could be all kinds of things. It could right. be about Christmas movies. It could be about the meaning of Christmas or what our meaning oh, of Christmas is. <laughs> or Well, uh, everyone's tight around your fires and prepare for a night full of wonder and speculation as we ask the question, what is Christmas? You'll ask yourself questions <laughs> like, why am I listening to these two? <laughs> like... Well, I was sitting by the fire having a great night until I accidentally turned this it was, on. It was chestnuts over, <laughs> over an open fire, and then the Alchemy Point podcast came on, and then I was sitting there by myself all of a sudden. 
Oh, Did Lord. I mention there was like 12 other people in the room when I started? Well, first question for you could be, what is the most exciting thing this year for you at Christmas time? And or did you get anything special Um, that you were just like, ooh, that's cool? I got clothes. And that was that that was everything. Not that I'm not complaining. Like I, you know, someone it was funny. Like when we're kids, we're like, oh, if you get clothes, then uh, it's the worst. Yeah. Which, you know, some kid in a third world country is here and then they're just like, fuck you. Um, Someone with just like a a fucking flappy cloth over their crotch. And that's all they have. They wish they had like a nice, warm, right. Leather jacket. Um, But I didn't know it wasn't a leather jacket this year. It was. uh, Yeah. I got a really cool jacket. It um, it's sitting behind behind the couch, the greenish one. Yeah. Nice. I think it's American Eagle or. Maybe it is. It it kind of looks like that other navy blue American Eagle one that I used to have. Yeah. Or I still do. It's in my trunk. It's been in there for years. <laughs> it's, it's your backup. Yeah. Well, I got a new car, so now it just went from one trunk to another trunk. Right. But, uh, yeah, so I got that jacket, and I think it's pretty sweet. And uh, I got some sweatpants, Adidas sweatpants. I got an Adidas shirt. Good move. And uh, that about covers it. Nice. What did you get for Christmas? What did Santa bring you? Well, not super excitingly different, but uh, clothes. Yeah. Adidas, I bet. Uh, actually, I don't think any Adidas God, stuff this your year. Your family somehow. and friends know your taste. <laughs> Just going to burn all these clothes. Like it's American it's, gangster. It's super funny because this is like the first day in a really long time that I'm not wearing the shirts that I normally do from three fit i'm not wearing an adidas hat oh i'm only i'm wearing adidas socks boxers and shorts i might be wearing adidas socks no uh drive so my lower no nike oh no you fool (laughs) um so I didn't my, even know it. My lower half is uh, up to par. This shirt I got for Christmas, which is the iconic Beatles walk with Darth Vader and Stormtroopers. We knew that was coming. And uh, this hat is uh, this is Max. So it's an M and then V in the center. Uh, Max Verstappen or Verstappen uh, is a Formula One driver. Uh, who won the driver's championship this year? Go Max or Stephen. And uh, <clears throat> I decided I wanted a hat, but he drives for Red Bull, but he does like his own line like this, which is a little bit more less abrasive than yeah. if I would get like a hat with Red Bull and his like driver number and stuff on it. Yeah. Um. So I, well, that had it, it like makes you ask the question, like, yeah. what is that? I think it's cool. I like the green, obviously. Um, and then his logo is pretty cool because it's kind of like low key. It's not like in your face that it's something, but yeah, you know, um, yeah, Yeah. but it was clothing. I feel like once you hit a certain age, you just kind of like, you know, you're getting clothes because Mm -hmm. either you're cool with it. Yeah. And either that, or it's, it's just like. Now you're at this age, it is purely functional. 
It is not like anything like off the beaten path because at this point in your life, you're buying the stuff that's not a hundred, you know, hundred percent functional. Um, so it's just like clothes or I can't can't think of anything. I wonder who the oldest person ever was that like threw a fit because they didn't get what they wanted for Christmas. Ooh. And like what they wanted, what they didn't get. There's probably like some like 50 year old man child or something. You know, there's like 90 year old mother got them like a t-shirt or something and they didn't get like Xbox series X or something. And they just like, ah, and threw the shirt at her and stormed out of the house. Right. So at least we haven't sunk that low yet. But we're not. Uh, <laughs> we're we're just in we're, our thirties. I'm not saying children. We're not above it. <laughs> yeah, we'll feel even worse when we get to fifty. And right. Yeah. Do you think we'll? Uh, what's interesting about uh, our generation compared to our parents and grandparents is you wouldn't really see our parents or grandparents wearing a shirt or a hat like that, like no. with a uh, nerd shit on it. No, that's uh, that's for us. And even when we're 50 and 60, well, I don't see why we wouldn't be wearing nerd shit. Right. Yeah, I think what's going to make I us think stop? like as as a culture, I think our our generation maybe would be the first or maybe the one before us would be the ones to kind of like carry it on to yeah. the end. Um, Because it's like. My older brother, who's 12 years older than me, his generation was like kind of the first generation that's like, um, you know, video games and, and all that nerdy stuff was like coming out at that point yeah. where it was like, okay, this is something you can do instead like of G.I. Joe and Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And so it was like Atari. Yeah. So then like. 10 plus years down the road where it's like our generation. Um, we grew, grew up with that stuff just all the time, like from the start. Yeah. So I don't like, I'll put it to you this way, not to completely derail the subject, but because it was Christmas, Ezekiel got to open up that VR headset. Mm. Like I don't see a world where I just, don't play VR for the rest of my life now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, do you really see a world where you're like, oh, you know, I'm not buying the new console because I'm too old. No, you're going to buy the console and you're going to play it. You might not play it as much as you want, just like now, but you're still going to play it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that was kind of my point, I guess. Yeah, well, it's just going to become like much more of a regular thing. Like people are going to be attending their board meetings wearing these virtual reality board things, meetings. and you're going to do your uh, your shopping through virtual reality. You know, the days of pushing a cart up and down aisles and around Stockman is going to be considered so primitive. Yeah, you're just going to go into your virtual world, and then you're going to just be touching things like Iron Man or something. <laughs> And it'll arrive in your at your house by drone like 20 minutes later. Yeah, I got to tell you, I am. I know I would say probably a lot of people that like worries them. I am 100 percent on board. Reason why I'll I'll tell you my VR VR experience from today. So um, 
we had some time before we had, you know, to go everywhere. And I put that thing on and I had pre-downloaded stuff, um, obviously, because Ezekiel would want to play it right away. And I pre-downloaded stuff that would be debatable if it was for him or not. And probably just for me. <laughs> yeah. And one of the, one of them is like a three episode star Wars, like strictly Darth Vader game. Oh yeah. And daddy, Alex, dude, taking full advantage. I'm, I'm telling you a hundred percent. I was like, move over kid. Like, listen, it, it was so ridiculous because, um, <laughs> no spoilers. Um, you like start out and you're on your ship and you like look around and it's just a ship. You're literally in space. You look down, you're standing in the ship. Like just like you can see all your legs. No, you can't see oh, your okay. legs, but um, it's not that. It's That's not the first thing enough. I check for when I get a uh, first person video <laughs> game is do I have legs? Um, No, but like immediately it's like, I would say 90% immersion. It's like, it is like so there yeah and like you pick the controllers up and there's two hands right and like the cool the craziest thing about it is this controller has sensors on all the buttons yeah so when i say that it's not that it senses when you pull the trigger it senses when your finger is resting on the button so like there's a trigger up on this controller and when i lift my finger my hand points in the game wow and if i rest it it like rests and then i pull the trigger and then the finger pulls and i'm like Mm -mm. right there like it is so freaking close yeah like it is right there and then the game progresses a little bit farther and um you know like i'm picking up objects on the ship and knocking my droid on the head with it and it's just like dunk, dunk, dunk. and kim's like babe don't be abuse your droid and i'm like this is all i've ever wanted in life is for someone to tell me not to abuse my right. droid um and then fast forward later in that in that part of the that beginning part of the game um you know darth vader is standing in front of me and he's like six eight which is like the true height of like intimidating guy um i i know he was over six feet i want to say it's like six five or something like actual Darth Vader height. Yeah. Um, and it is just like so immersive um, to the point where like, I thought I was going to get like sick from it just because it's like, Oh, your virtual reality. Yeah. Um, not the only time I was like, Oh, this is odd was when it was like, I kind of forgot that I was just standing in my living room and like something would move, like the ship would move and just like my natural body, like, like goes to brace for the movement. Right. And then like, there's no movement. Um, the one I actually almost fell back onto the couch because there's a, a, there's a part where you have to climb this ladder and to climb the ladder, you literally reach up and then pull the triggers and like your hand grabs the ladder and then you pull yourself up and then you go like this. And like when I lifted my character off the ground, I was like, Ooh, like I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like that was weird just because like all of your senses are telling you like you're on a ladder now, but then like you're also your senses are like, Hey, you're just standing still 
reaching up in the air like an idiot. It sounds like such a mind fuck. I haven't tried it, any of this stuff yeah, yet. Oh, you will. I know. I saw on Snapchat. We'll wait today. until Ezekiel goes to school and then yeah. you can test it out. I was going through people's snaps and like a bunch of people were wearing the uh, the Oculus thing yeah. and and doing their virtual reality thing and it was just funny to watch all the different ways of people like getting mind fucked by it. Oh, it's it's so and I'm cool. just like imagining. Well, I wonder what that's like. And, oh, you'll know. Yeah, I'm sure I'll find out eventually. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next I, time I'm in your house, whenever that is. I know I only come in there like once every two years, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> literally 20 feet away, you're like, Welp, I'm never going in that place. <laughs> no, I don't want to impose. Um, no, I just I, I always feel like it's going to be a bad time, no, not because I, not because you're the kind of person that it would be a bad I time. That would be with like anybody. all the time. <laughs> that would be like with anybody. I'd be like, Well, I'll probably show up at exactly the wrong moment. <laughs> no, no, I just I don't remember what we were talking before this, but it's just like I was telling like my older brother, he was asking how it was. And I was like, it is it is there yeah. for me. You know, <clears throat> what what could the, what could it's like the main things they could do to make it better, like improve it right away? Um, Honestly, I don't know, because like the standalone system, like the Ocu like we have an Oculus Quest 2 which is its own system, so it doesn't have to be hooked up to a computer. It's not like a phone you go in. It's like its own thing. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know necessarily how you would make that better um, because it's just – that's why I say it's kind, it's there. For like a standalone system that doesn't have anything hyper fancy, It it is as good as it needs to be. Right. Um, like, I mean, there are companies that are making like omnidirectional or 360 degree treadmills that you can harness yourself up and put a VR headset and then run, you know, and that's you move, literally move to move around. Yeah. Um, I mean, that type of immersion, I th obviously would be better once you got used to it, because like this immersion is like you're looking around, you're grabbing and stuff. But like when you need to move. You're pushing the joystick. This is going to get weird. Yeah. yeah. I just can't wait to see all the additions that they start tacking on for this thing. Like all the accessories and at, to, to increase the immersion. Yeah. Like people are going to be fucking like f floating around and spinning in circles and upside down in some kind of gyroscope or something. Heck yeah. With, with, with like fan with like all these sensors and fans and shit on yeah. them to like mimic different smells and wind. And I mean, Think about that. They're already, I think it's called, I don't know the company, but the vest is called like a 4D vest. Yeah. And you can wear it like now when you play Xbox. Um, so you feel the, the, the bullet hole in your chest? No, the, it literally, <laughs> like when you're getting shot, there's like sensors all oh, over gosh. your chest and like your back. That's amazing. And it like, you know, like you will know you're getting hit. Yeah. Um, so like when all of this stuff gets like mashed together finally, and it's like, here is the, the standalone system, you know, that you can take a six by six square out of your room, put this omnidirectional, um, you know, treadmill in so you can do whatever you want. And yeah. you don't have, you know, you're not going to run into anything. And then, you know, you got the headset, you got, you know, <clears throat> I, I know Oculus or multiple companies are working on a full glove. 
so you don't have a controller anymore. Power glove 2.0. Yeah. No, legitimately. Um, because I think there may be a company that you can use the glove with the Oculus. I'm not, I can't remember 100%. Um, I'm probably butchering this a little bit, but I know there are companies out there making gloves that will replace the controllers. So, like, I just, I think, I think we're there now. Um, I don't know how compatible all these things are together. Yeah. Because different companies are di- working on different things. But I got to tell you, like, 10, 15 years, somebody's going to be like, that company cracked it. It's probably going to be like Facebook or Google. But I mean, the way they buy up companies, it's going to be like, here's our mega VR, you know, metaverse yeah. project that we've been promising. And somebody's going to walk out on the stage, hop up on something and be like, welcome to the metaverse. And they're just yeah. going to need to be like, whoosh, like, there they are. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? Uh, it's already it already feels that way to me. And I'm standing in my living room. Right. It's like the biggest thing since the internet. Oh my gosh, yeah. Just like the next level of internet. Just yeah. You know, it's it's pretty wild. It's just like this next phase of evolution and the time that you and I are both alive to like experience this transcendence into this. Oh yeah. What do you even call it? It's like there were there was a time when oh, there was yeah. like like fucking cavemen stumbling around looking for <laughs> recently <laughs> like a lightning that hit a log somewhere right. so they could have fire and, right and now we're over here just building synthetic Invisible machines and robots yeah. and neurolinks and right. virtual reality it's just like how does a, a human being meld with this sort of man-made we'll technology see. just it's like it's like an interesting course for evolution when yeah. you start incorporating like these unnatural yeah. man-made elements into it like what we're in they? control of our own evolution are they point. unnatural i would argue that every time evolution has taken like a giant leap it's been unnatural but that's kind of evolution you know what i mean like yeah, if, but... you, if you believe like evolution entirely at some point something had to crawl out of water that's unnatural but it adapted and evolved. And now we're at this place where like technology has caught up with us in like a crazy way that we never, I mean, people knew that it would, but it's just like all of a sudden here it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like my brother-in-law was joking today because they got all the kids Google homes um, so they could listen to music in the room. And, um, and he was like, I don't like any of it. I just, I would rather not have it, but that's what they wanted. And I was like, why don't you like it? He's like, Skynet, man. It always starts somewhere. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was on to something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, like, when I when I think about this stuff, the kicking the can even further down the road and imagining, yeah. like, what the future looks like and just trying to envision what your general population looks like once all of this stuff is people become real used to it and it gets more sophisticated and and honed in and becomes just more of a regular thing that everyone's just sort of used to like kids start being born and it's already existed. So it's just like normal for them. Like I'm just trying to imagine like what civilization looks like. What do people look like? How many hours a day do people sit there with this thing over their head 
uh, well, I immersed in some other place that's not the physical world. Right. I, I tell you right and now. And then what does that do to I spent a human hours body this and morning mind? doing that? Yeah, we're well, we're yeah, <clears throat> we're well, kicking it. We're uh, going. Well, the w- the funny thing about that is, is like, what does it do to the body and mind? Um, I guess my argument to like the good side of it would be is you're physically playing a game instead of sitting and playing a game. So physically, you're actually getting a ton more out of putting a headset on. Um, I was playing a game this morning also called Super Hot, um, which it literally, the name of the game is so odd because it doesn't tell you what it is. It's just like weird. The only reference in the game to the title is like when you beat a level or like you get a checkpoint, it's like super hot. And like, that's all it does. Um, But what it is, is it's this, I think it's a really, really cool concept. So like you're a player, right? If you're dead still, time stops. When you move, all the bad guys get to move. So like your decision-making is literally based on if I move here, they are also moving or this or that. And it's all like you're kind of still in one spot, which works really well for VR. So you can lean to like grab weapons or knives or guns. Yeah. And then you have to like kill the enemies. It's almost like um, time crisis, but like just like a tweaked version of time crisis and then a hyper cool VR version of it. Yeah. Um, And by the time I was done with it, my legs like are sore. from like an hour or two of doing this yeah because i'm literally doing up and down squats the whole time i'm like juking left and right it's literally like a semi like well like a leg workout just doing that right so i would say that's like way healthier for me than sitting on the couch playing call of duty so like physically i think it will benefit at least to a certain extent greatly because there are options just to sit on your ass and do VR also, you know, there is that version of VR, um, which is always, it's, it's always a choice. Just like, do I go to the gym today or do I not? Do I run today or do I not? So the mental aspect of it is a little interesting because I, I mean, I can tell you right now for a fact, um, if it wasn't Christmas Day and we didn't have to go anywhere, I would have had that thing on my head until the system died. You know, it ran out of battery because like that's just how enjoyed like the enjoyment I got out of that. Yeah. Was just like, oh, man. Wow. Just like at one point, I'm, I'm literally holding a lightsaber and just like there's no instructions on the screen. I just push the button on the controller because I know that's what's going to activate the lightsaber because it's just like intuitive. Right. It's not like looking at an Xbox or PlayStation controller thinking like, Oh, a B X Y, you know, what, you know, squirrels circle triangle, like which, which button is it? It's like, no, I'm literally holding a lightsaber in my hand because I'm gripping the controller. Yeah. And so there's like a trigger, up here and then there's a grip button here so like when you go to grab something in the game you literally grip the controller and then you're holding something in the game and then it's like physically like your senses are telling you you're holding it because you're literally just holding the controller yeah like that's why i'm like it's it's there and i'm like holding this lightsaber and i don't think well i wonder how to turn it on i literally just reach up and push the button and 
and I'm like, oh wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could stay here forever. That's fine. I'll die. <laughs> I don't need to eat. Yeah, that's so <laughs> wild. You know, and I'm I'm exaggerating greatly on that, but I mean, it's just like, yeah, you know. Well, just to imagine, like, if it gets so good, and there's almost like no point to even coming out of it. And then when you do come out of it and you're back in the real physical world, right? You might just be like, well, this sucks. Yeah. I can't fly now. <laughs> I have to walk right somewhere. I don't know. For no reason. I mean, I think I can tread a little lightly, I guess. On, I think there will be some groups of people that get that way. I think a, as a mass, the human race will not. Will not spend more time. Will not get to the point where it's like, there's no need to come out. Yeah. I don't think. Because I've pictured people just sit, and I, I almost like wanted to write a script on this. Yeah, I attempted to at one point. I got like should. one page in and then like. We have got a brand new whiteboard here yeah. for that. <laughs> I'm going to put it to good use. Yeah. But yeah, like I just imagine people sitting well, the idea was, let me back up a little bit. Yeah. Remember I mentioned the idea about the attic? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, for some reason, like six or seven people end up in this attic and they yeah. cannot leave the attic. I don't know why yet. I don't know if it's zombies, a plague, AIs killing everybody. Right. Um, aliens. Who knows? For some reason, these people are in this attic. Is a virtual reality chair. Right. And there's only like one of them. There's seven people in the attic, but there's only one chair. And it's maddening to be not the, not one, in the, the one in the chair. Right. So they have to like share it and take turns. Right. But they also need some kind of like fuel or juice right. or like a power cell for the right. chair. And uh, th then I had this thought about like, uh, there's like a, a, you know, in some attics, there's like that little circle window that mm -hmm. some attics have or yeah. like a little window space. Like right. I imagined like this, this AI robot or whatever, every once in a while, maybe like once a week or once a month would like check in with the people, with the survivors or whatever and check in on them in that attic and give them like a status report, but give them just the need to know like the world outside. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, trust me you can't leave this attic like i'm going to tell you just what you need to know but you have to stay here right and um and here here's your power cell for your chair and you people have to do this 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 and this or i'm not giving you a power cell right like something like that but i pictured like these people or, or maybe it's a power cell and maybe it's like uh in addition to that it's like a like a iv bag or something yeah. and that's kind of also how i imagined it is like someone that never fucking comes out of this thing they're just sitting in a chair with an iv bag just feeding them their nutrients so yeah. they never even have to leave they don't right. give a fuck about their physical body so they're just a blob laying there or a skeleton i don't know yeah um and that's all their their body is just uh is just a it's just a empty vessel basically um right. that their that their brain lives in that this that they're plugged into like you know matrix shit isn't that what we already are though i mean what do i know <laughs> i can barely, what does that mean <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well i don't know <laughs> world's crazy no it's a good line of thinking um 
segue. By the way, if anybody steals the script idea, take note of the date on this video. So just little C with a circle around it. Copyright. Don't don't touch it. I'm working on this. We'll go black and e edit this and bleep out this whole second. <laughs> yeah. It's too valuable. Bleep, bleep out like 20 <laughs> seconds at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the key parts. <laughs> um, speaking of The Matrix, I watched it. Oh, did you? I did. And did you watch it at all? No. No, I'm I wanna I wanna I haven't even gone to see so, Spider Man. Oh, what kind of a person I watched am that I? also. Yeah. So Kim and I went to see Spider Man in the theaters. It was the first movie we have seen in the theaters literally since COVID happened. Wow. So this is like You said Spider Man or Matrix? Spider Man. Okay. Um The Matrix I we buckled and just watched on HBO Max. Keanu said not to do that. I don't care. I will to put it you're dissing the most respected put, guy in the world. To put it lightly, I would have been very disappointed to spend theater money on the matrix. <laughs> um no, that's not true. I would have enjoyed it in the theater. Um, AMC. Gotta well, up that stock. Well, we don't have any AMCs AMC. around here. That's unfortunate. Hanover should get one. And a IHOP, but go on. The Matrix Spider. There's a spot right down here at the road for an IHOP. I don't um, get why they won't. Yeah, instead it just collects trash. Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to buy it and then hire the staff and managers to run it, and we can just profit. Yeah, the restaurant <sighs> business is pretty freaky. Anybody out there that sees this that has money that wants to go into a IHOP business venture with us, let us know. We're changing it to IHOB, which stands International. for International House of Burgers. Surprise. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. So I'll start with the Matrix. I mean, you can say certain things with Spider-Man. So, sorry to cut you off, but like oh, I can accept some spoilers with Spider-Man. I know. Spoiler alert. Should I even get into this? I mean, because I haven't even fucking. Well, seen then it. I'll start on. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I know that the uh, other Spider Men's are in it. Yeah, and uh, like Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Willem Dafoe as the Goblin yeah. and Jamie Fox. Yeah, and shit. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I know okay. that stuff, but that's so, all I know about. Okay, that. so going into the Spider Man movie, I thought, okay, this is gonna feel like a lot kind of like the third other Spider-Man movie where it's like they're just smashing everything together. Yes. When I walked out of it, this may be the greatest Marvel movie that I have watched maybe since the original Iron Man in the way of just how they pieced everything together correctly to make it work. Ooh. Did it have its conveniences? Oh uh, yeah, it's a Marvel movie. Um, did it have its moments where it was like, well, I knew that was coming. Of course, it's a Marvel movie, but man, was it, it just like everything. Now, this is me being very biased because I love, I can kind of just, this is Marvel universe, so it doesn't matter. Um, it was just super, super entertaining to watch. Um, Defoe came back just as like vicious as ever. Um, it was just 
It was a really, really good movie. Um, especially. Yeah. I don't want to like give too much away. Um, but I think even skeptical, like Marvel movie watchers, like you are obviously a little bit, um, cause it is very much the same formula over, over, um, like this breaks the formula maybe a little, um, like people die in this movie that you weren't going to, you didn't necessarily expect them to die. And it was like, yeah, we needed that. Right. Because that, that hits home. Raises all of the stakes. Sudden. Yeah. Um, that was like a big shtick with Spider-Man like Spider-Man hits home. Yeah. That was like a big shtick with like the rumors and stuff. And everybody's like, Oh, people die in this and it's going to be so awful. And it's like, obviously it's awful if a character dies, but like this, like really like, um, I don't want to talk it up too much. Cause like I said, it has its conveniences. It has its moments where you're like, all eh, right. Yeah. But man, it, it was just, yeah. Like freaking a plus Marvel. You did exactly what you had to do to make it work. Um, and be, obviously because you know, the other two were in it when they introduced those two perfect way to do it. Um, when I, I don't know. So I'll, I'll put, yeah, I don't want to go. I'll talk about the characters without like revealing too much. Toby Maguire, like, he was as ready. soon as he, he was ready to get back in, as it. soon as he walks on screen, it's almost like watching like someone you knew like return home, and you're like, "There's, there's Spider Man." How ironic like, for a movie called No Way Home. Yeah, yeah, dun dun. Yeah, but um, it was just, at, like when he walked on screen, it was just like literally. Uh, Andrew Garfield comes on screen first and then Tobey Maguire comes on screen later and both times it's like when you know it's Andrew Garfield you're at the whole theater like Tobey Maguire even louder you know and it it is so well like their characters are so well written in this yeah that like I forgot things happen from the original trilogies and Marvel's like, now nah, we're not just going to pretend like they didn't happen. Like they reference stuff from the old mood, like the old trilogy, you know, yeah. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Um, and it was just like, man, it was so comfortable to see all three Spider-Man. Yeah. Man's <laughs> on screen. <laughs> oh gosh. Excuse me. Um, and that's what I didn't think that was going to, I didn't think it was going to be comfortable. Yeah. They made it so freaking comfortable and it was so freaking cool. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, I mean, that piqued my interest yeah. like a hell of a lot. That was a hook for me. Like, Oh my God, they're like bringing in Spider-Man that movies that are 10, 20 years old at this point. Yeah. And referencing them and tying them in for the, another fucking studio made like, yeah. And the, the thing, great. the thing that I just, I enjoyed so much about it was the characters. It, <laughs> Andrew Garfield, exaggerated, but I don't remember his movies that well. Cause I was like, it, you know, they were good movies to a certain extent, but um, I saw only the first one and it was one of 
two movies that I was so bored watching that I fell asleep in the theater yeah. and then thought about leaving. Right. Um, so I think not that I don't like Andrew Garfield. Right. So his, so his Spider-Man was, I would say some would call it like the emo version of Spider-Man, even though Tobey Maguire went totally emo in Spider-Man three. Well, that's, isn't that because of Venom though? Uh, yeah, was there was some fucking black slime landed on his but um bicycle and <laughs> but um whatever. so Andrew Garfield's take was a little bit more like emotional, I feel like just generally, where Toby Maguire's was kind of a little straightforward, like it's just yeah, here's you your know, Peter Parker. Yeah, it was just kind of like it it was the difference between the actors and the writing and nonsense. And the thing that I loved about this movie is they didn't run away from either one of those. Like, that's why I said, like when Tommy McGuire came on screen, like it was like almost immediately, like you literally have like father Spider-Man, hmm. brother Spider-Man and little brother Spider-Man. And that's what it felt like. The whole thing felt so comfortable. Yeah. Like they weren't vying for, um, is that the correct word? Vying. Sounds right. Um, they weren't fighting for like, you know, I'm better than you type of a thing. It was just like this. Uh, the situation that they were in lent itself to like, hey, we have to help each other type of a thing. Right. But it was just it was so comfortable to watch. Um, I think the reason why I keep saying that over and over is because there are movies that do less than this that are uncomfortable to watch because they force things. Mm -hmm. And this it's like Spider-Man three, Tobey Maguire or even Andrew Gar because Garfield didn't get a third one. He just did two. It was so bad. They had to stop. Yeah. But I think in Garfield's second one, there was multiple villains and stuff though. Yeah. So like, I didn't see it though. Uh, I don't remember what it is honest. Oh, it's the Electra one, I think. But anyway, yeah. um, so that's why I keep like, that is like my biggest praise I can give this because you have, multiple villains on screen that are all villains, mm -hmm. right? Um, let alone, they are literally from three different franchise, basically three different like Spider-Man franchises. This sounds like an impossible job. Yeah. And then you have three different main actors that ran three different franchises as Spider-Man and they're all smashed together on screen. It's like, like it, it's like, you write that on paper. It's like, that doesn't work unless it's a comic book because yeah. they did, you know, there's some goofy stuff in the comics. Like yeah. you have had to see the meme where it's like three Spider-Men pointing at each other. Yeah. Like they, they don't do that exactly. And I was waiting the entire movie for it to happen. And then it happens like in its own way. And everybody in the theater was like, Oh yes. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like evident that that's what it was, but it was like, Oh, but, um, but yeah, like if you if you showed me that on paper, like nine times out of ten, I'm like, that doesn't work. Sorry. Yeah. Like there's no way you're gonna pull this off. But this is why I keep saying like the brilliance at Marvel and the writing at Marvel, um, like Kevin Feige and all those guys that are like up above making sure it happens. Like whoever's keeping a logbook of like how things work, um, like they should get paid the the biggest dollars ever. Yeah. Um, that's, I just think the writing at Marvel is 
yeah, ten what? times any other type of production company, uh, studio, whatever you want to call it. Um, it is just in its own league because it should. Some of the things they do shouldn't work. I mean, yeah. think about the Avengers. Like that shouldn't. You don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and, it, and it freaking it worked. Yeah, there's a thousand reasons. It and they, have and they did it multiple times. And like, yeah, some of the movies are. Eh. Yeah, but. Because uh, so, yeah, well, I remember seeing Iron Man one in the theater. Which is awesome. And I remember like Tony, I just remember watching that. And I was like, this Tony Stark guy is just the coolest motherfucker. He is the most fun to watch a, right. of a character that I have seen in so long. I could right. listen to him all day long. Um, and I did not know that that was a setup to a bigger plan. Right. I did not stay after the credits and see his talk with, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Mm -hmm. I did not, I did not <laughs> Nick Fury. Yeah. I don't know why I was like, it. I kept thinking, I kept Strongs. wanting to say Morpheus and I'm like, that's <laughs> not correct. <laughs> well, people, they're would the it. same character in yeah. a way. That would be a good segue into the Matrix. Yeah, we'll but, get to that. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't know that they were doing what they were doing until I watched The Hawk, uh, where it was uh, Edward Norton. He only oh, yeah, just yeah. for that, that first was the run attempt. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know if it was post credit or not, but then I saw that scene like in a bar where Tony Stark comes in. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. And I remember just I've having this feeling of like, this is so fucking right. cool. Cause it's not like a sequel in the way that we're used to sequels. They're built, they're building a universe and yeah. all these movies are culminating. It's like every movie is its first movie. And then right. they all thread together into like one ultimate sequel. Right. That Which would is, have been a shame if it was bad, but it was yeah. so good because the because the writing was good. And I never would have imagined that it would have gone beyond Avengers one. Like after I saw fucking Iron Man, if I even knew at that time in 2008 when I was watching that, right. that I didn't know they were going to uh, culminate to the Avengers, much less spider-man no way home toby Maguire, right. andrew garfield there's just like in well, my was, head yeah and sony at the same time like was a, like struggling yeah. to do was like this could never and... happen there's just too much red tape and yeah. bullshit you could like never they couldn't make it happen even if somebody had the coolest idea ever right and was like waving it around like look this is cool everyone would be like yeah, yeah well it's tough because red well, tape <clears throat> super spoiler <laughs> um at the end of spider-man uh, there is a spoiler that brings in yet another character from another studio. And this is why what I'll just tell you, cause it's whatever um, um, the Venom movies with um, Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy. I didn't see him. Um, I think it's Fox. I think Fox owns Venom. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Hey, Google. Who owns the rights to Venom movies? Sony. On the website okay. All right. Well, she's going to keep talking. Hey, Google, shut the fuck up. Hey, Google. Stop. Okay, so it's Sony again who owns Spider-Man also. Um, okay. So somehow they got, you know, Venom and Carnage and all that stuff. So Sony did the venom movie and it was good 
like I've never been like a huge fan of like the Venom and Carnage stuff and like the symbiote and whatnot. And yeah, um, it's not that it's not good. It's just like I wasn't that interested in it. Right. Um, but the movie was okay. Um, and obviously they set it up to do another one, and that one Naturally. came out already or is coming out with um, because what's his face? Um, Woody Harrelson, Harrelson is Carnage. Is that right? Oh. Wow, Woody Harrelson is a I think so Marvel villain. Um, oh boy. So anyway, I don't, I won't look it up. I, th- cool. I think that's it. Woody Har- Harrelson's Zombie Land, right? Yeah, yeah. Then it's him. Um, I just watched that. Um. Anyway, at the end or like mid credit scene, so it pops up at this bar in wherever land. I guess it's tying into like the old. Um or the or the venom movie that he did um and everybody freaks out in the theater because it's tom hardy which means it's venom sitting there in a mid credit scene after spider-man happened which means is that marvel pulled their magic again and made some type of deal with sony to allow marvel to take sony's yeah property and pull it into their universe um, they all they both realize what a fucking money machine. Yeah, it's I mean, be. Sony would have been the dumbest company in the world to fight Marvel and then now Disney and say, we're never going to let you use our characters. Yeah. Um, but um, so like it's like yet again, they're bringing another character in to do something with. Yeah. Um, it's like there are God knows how many deadpool theories and rumors there are mm. um because i know that's fox i'm almost 100 percent positive that's fox yeah um pretty sure which fox also did like owned the x-men and stuff like that and that's why marvel hasn't like pulled them in okay oh, there was a see uh hugh jackman come in there and <laughs> One last run, Jesus God. but um, and then Capcom's gonna come in there. <laughs> but but <laughs> why would Marvel be? versus Capcom? <laughs> the whole movie, it would be oh gross. That would be as bad as the new um freaking Mortal Kombat movie. God, um, but anyway, started on the the writing what is and was and hopefully stays this brilliant forever. Um, but yeah. That's my sum up of Spider-Man. I know I kind of ruined maybe some of it for you. No, not really. Because I didn't see Venom. Yeah, I mean, um, I would watch it again in a heartbeat, honestly. Um, Just because it's a fun movie to begin with. Yeah. And then this is just like, so like Tom Holland, who's Spider-Man now, has had, he has been like the young, you know, carefree type of Spider-Man. Yeah. And this is the... So like Tom or gosh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man men were kind of thrown into like, this is the tough life right at the beginning when uncle Ben died. And, you know, this is, you know, great power comes great, you know, that whole shtick. And we saw it twice. Whoop-de-doo. Um, and Tom Holland's Spider-Man went through basically two movies and the Avenger stuff. More, I wouldn't say 100% carefree, but it was like nothing really impacted him the way the other two got it. Yeah. This movie changed like that entirely. And it was just like, 
Wow. Like what a freaking mix up. Like out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I could talk about it forever and talk in circles. It was just really well done. It was just stupid. Good. To me, from a business standpoint, especially like a studio standpoint and trying to think of ways to uh, crank out more movies or excuses to crank out more movies. It's like, let's not just do sequels off of what we already are rolling with. Like, let's reach into other fucking studios. Yeah. That's really thinking outside the box. Oh, my gosh. And now they, they, they can branch off in so many different directions. Now there's fucking I saw an article the other day. Spider-Man Four, Tobey Maguire. Now that's happening. Oh, really? Uh, allegedly. Apparently. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell sign, you, sign me the up. theater I was in. There was not one person that showed either one of them lo- hate, but like when Toby Maguire came on screen, like I said before, it was just like obviously he's the original, so it was just like, oh, yeah. it is so freaking nice to see him as Spider Man. Yeah. And th- those ones hold a special place even in my heart, yeah. Like, Several, th- before Marvel was like Mar the mcu marvel we had uh yeah. we got started with blade <laughs> and then we did spider-man yeah, blade oh, God. Which I, I love Which how that's a cartoon do. or a cartoon a comic book character and it's just like such its own yeah, thing. like everyone kind of forgets yeah but yeah back at, there was a time like in 1998 when there was a marvel movie called blade right. did you hear about it and that's like that's like i love people talking about the witcher uh, oh yeah now and i'm like you know that was a video game right and they're like well, yeah what, really yeah like oh you didn't know that yeah if it wasn't for a video game this thing wouldn't happen right well we have we have a decent video game adaptation out there yeah. can't say the same for mortal Kombat. i haven't seen the second have you have you watched the second season yet no i have not. um kim blew through it without me and was like oh i'll watch it again i was like wow thanks yeah um evie watched it she said it was amazing, but that's just because, I mean, we all like to ogle Henry Cavill. He is. That's, that's probably like at. half the reason why it's considered an amazing show. <laughs> but, uh, such a weird difference. <laughs> Superman or the Witcher. Mm. Yeah. It's tough. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be done with that. So yeah, before it turns into a Spider-Man the, podcast, the matrix. Moving on. So Christmas Eve movies. (laughs) Well, they they came out at Christmas. Yeah. This movie. How should I put this? So I was also talking to my brothers about this today. So my older brother watched it with his family. Andrew did not watch it yet, but um, he kind of felt the same way I did. It was this is one of those things that didn't need to be done. Um, and that I don't want to be like super mean to it because it, it's one of those things. Okay. So the best comparison I have to it is like the recent star Wars trilogy where it was like, God, was it freaking good to be back in that world and that atmosphere and that space and, you know, all just it's star Wars, yeah. you know, fucking so green digits this, everywhere. This was the matrix hills being thrown around and black trench coats. Yeah. But it, but it also, it was just like, so, so, so different. Okay. 
so different um, that it's just like made you want that old matrix because so the first thing that just like kept like throwing me off so much is when did the, the old matrix came out in 99. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we were what high definition at best video. So it's like, you know, you, there's a certain grunginess about it. Um, the whole movie had like a green tint when they were in the matrix. So there's just like such a hyper specific look fast forward to this movie um and without going super spoiler um the matrix has been um basically rebooted with new code which is a super easy way to be like hey in the real life we went from 1999 to 2021 and all technology is better and our videos look crisper so like there's this (laughs) like that's basically the act like there's such a just a flat out different look now okay um it doesn't feel like the matrix all the time which is what i don't love right um yeah okay so the old one was like man you knew the difference obviously visually when they were in the real world and the matrix like there was no questions asked this one obviously you know the difference but it's kind of like uh like I'm not feeling that like almost like anxiety ridden thing. Like the the old Matrix, it was like the 1999 one. For me, it was like when when Neo Thomas Anderson in this movie, he's called Tom a lot, which I hate. Um, Doesn't look like a Tom. Um, I say a lot. He's called it a handful of times. But um, I so in the in the old Matrix, like. <clears throat> When you're looking in the matrix, especially the early scenes where it's like Thomas Anderson is like trying to, he's like, knows something's off, but he's trying to figure it out. Um, You almost feel like this anxiety with him. Everything is just like, feels so high stake. It feels like, just like, Oh, like what? Like you want this guy to win in this one. It's kind of like a little bit of a stretch. Like, like, obviously, we know Neo and Trinity are in it because of all the the trailers. But why are they in it? Trinity was literally impaled in the last movie on a ship when they flew in the real world. So hmm. Neo can be taken by the um, robot yeah, people. I stopped it, too. Um, so, like, both of them died. Yeah. Neo was like the Christ, the sacrificial lamb of sorts, and that's what helped bring peace. Well, fast forward to this uh, movie, um, the Matrix has been rebooted because the higher ups in the Matrix knew that, you know, Agent Smith was a little bit of an issue at that point, and, you know, uh, Neo could manipulate everything. So it was bad. So like everything is just different. Yeah. Um, one of the, this won't spoil anything, but one of the opening scenes is like kind of like a remake of Trinity's opening scene where she's like typing on the computer or whatever it is. And all the cops like surround her 
Yeah. And she does like the wall run and scorpion kicks and stuff. And I was like, oh man, this is cool, you know. But then, you know, you get into it and it's kind of like, I see why they did a lot of the stuff. Like, so I think it was, I, I don't remember how to pronounce her name. It's Lana or Lana Wachowski. She like wrote and directed it with like two or three other people wrote it as with her. But, um, it, it still feels like the matrix in some extent, but then in others, it's just like, it's not the matrix. I remember like that first matrix movie. When I got done watching it, I was like, I'm going to watch it again, literally right now. And I think I watched it two times back to back. I was like, that's just like how much it like hit me where I was like, God, like this is so freaking good. Yeah. Like the visuals on the screen are good. The writing's good. Directing's good. The like philosophy behind all of this stuff is just like, so like on point, like it was, it, they nailed it. Yeah. The Wachowskis did. And this one, it's like, like I said, there's a lot of convenience in Spider-Man. There's a lot of convenience in this literally just for the movie to be a movie. Right. Um, which is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't want to go like into super in depth land because then it'll spoil stuff. But like, like even like some of the callbacks to the old movies are like, so in your face, it's like, all right, (laughs) it's like not even subtle now anymore. It's just like, right. Um, but part of me wants to watch it again because I feel like maybe I would appreciate it more. Um, so when you finished it, were you like, not sure how you felt? No, I was pretty sure. I was just kind of like, all right. Okay. Yeah. It was just kind of like, eh. so it it was, I wasn't confused about how I felt about it. I mean, halfway through it, I was like, all right, it's yeah, here we go. So it sounds like a hint (laughs) of disappointment in there. Yeah. It was a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie about it. Was it fun? Yeah. But also, did I feel like it was just John Wick that realized he could force push everything now? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I thought yeah. you were going to say it was like be, spoiler alert. It became a tie into John Wick. Like he actually is John Wick. <laughs> uh, that might've been better. <laughs> yeah. That would have been pretty wild. No, I mean, that would have got asses and seats. He, here's the thing a little bit about this movie. That was kind of like, maybe it was just a stretch too far to do it. Like if they would have done this shortly after the third movie, it would, I feel like it would have been a little bit more acceptable. Like you can, okay, just tie everything in, you know, um, this much of a difference. It's like, like obviously Keanu Reeves is not young anymore. Um, he's trying. I mean, this guy is literally doing John Wick and he has to just like take pills. He has to the guy. I mean, he's going to he's got to be like barely walking around after some of these days. You know what I mean? Like at his age, but age is just a number. So, you know, it's whatever. Did it feel like uh, he was really like invested in the role or that he was kind of like exhausted or? Just phoning no, it was, in. So uh, Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves. I had no issue with him, honestly. Yeah. He was playing the role exactly how I think he needed to. Um, it's just like, not to spoil anything, 
but obviously in the trailer, you know, he's in the matrix to some extent. Yeah. So when he gets out of the matrix as like my older brother was like the, one of the first scenes you see him out of the matrix, is just like, Oh, because like there he is with the shaved head and like, there's even flat, there's a- literal flashbacks in this movie to the original movies. Oh my God. Almost. So you can see a direct comparison difference. It's like very odd. Um, but it's cool in a way yeah. I, I, I did like the cinematography and like design of how they did and editing is, you know, it's great. Yeah. But, um, but like, there's like flashbacks to like that, or, you know, original time when Neo came out of the matrix and there he is with like a shaved head and he's like, that's young Keanu Reeves. And then it like cuts this and it's like, Oh, he's got kind of a double chin and like he, I get why he has a beard all the time now covered his face a little. Yeah. It's just like, it's not, it doesn't like hold that like potency. I feel like the original matrix did. Yeah. And when I say original matrix, I'm not necessarily talking about two and three, even though they kind of hold a star Wars, like um, disbelief in my head. I enjoyed both of them. Right. It, it, obviously they extended <laughs> a little too far on them, but it um, almost doesn't make sense for me to go see four because I haven't even seen three. Uh, I don't necessarily know that you need to, I guess, but okay. I told you the one part that you needed to know. They die. Mm-hmm. They both die. It all builds to that. Yeah. I mean, I could spoil the whole movie right now. Go <laughs> ahead. Okay. Spoilers. Hardcore. For Matrix three. Yeah. <laughs> what? Matrix three or Matrix four? Or wh- which one were you about? I to was going to do Matrix four. Oh, well. I don't remember every detail. <laughs> I'm just, I'm picking. I won't do that. But um, there is, I feel like one of the things that let me down or like the movie down a little bit is what, how do I articulate this? Because the matrix was like rebooted with a new code. Like there's just not necessarily some of the same, like computer ish feeling stuff. Um, which is maybe where I'm I'm losing kind of like the I'm not convinced, you know, in our little like score thing. Like you're not convincing me this is the matrix anymore. You're just saying this is the matrix and it's new and it's pretty. Yeah. Um, because like you remember all the agents from the first one? They didn't all look the same, but for God's sake, they all looked the same. They weren't the same guy, mm-hmm. but they were agents like you knew. And obviously in this movie, like, you know who the agents are, but it's like, it it doesn't have that same computer feeling where it's like, Oh, that's like code copied over. Right. It's like that just very different people. Yeah. Um, you know, or, um, I don't know how to say it even. Um, so Neil Patrick Harris is in this and he plays a character called the analyst. Oh, that's right. Um, or I remember seeing him, in which trailer, like the thing about it is, is like the old movies, the characters in the old movies were just like, so well, like executed, I guess like memorable. Like you knew that character by the end of the movie. Yeah. This one feels a little fast. It's just kind of like, we're here now. 
Okay. And bah, 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 everybody knows who Neo is and he, we got to get him. And you know, it's just kind of like, ah, this is yeah. so weird. And then by the end of the movie and you're bit, you're just flat blatantly told why all of this happened in the movie. You're just like, like there's a character that literally is just like, this is why we needed you. And just like literally the whole plot line is explained in dialogue, which is very awkward uh, to me. It's just like, I, I don't understand that, I guess. Hmm. Like, I don't necessarily like if I wrote a movie and I was like, the plot line of this movie is a dog eats a hot dog and then poops. And then at the end of the movie, someone's like, you know why all this happened? Because the dog ate a hot dog and pooped. Like, don't you feel like that's a little forced? Like, what, what are you doing here? Like, why? Well, that's not necessary. It's not comic relief. You're just, yeah. it's a serious scene. Um, so, I, I, and I won't explain that to you because that'll ruin it a little bit, <laughs> a lot of it. But um, you're told, like, why all this happens, basically, um, slightly throughout it. And then Neil Patrick Harris' character is just blatantly, oh, sorry. Um, Oh, blatantly just like spills it out yeah spells it out um to to neo and trinity Uh just to their face and you're just kind of (laughs) like that's the reason (laughs) like that's all it was and it's like they're treating it like you're supposed to be wowed yeah and it was just like (sighs) yeah and then at the end of the movie (laughs) they at the end of the movie uh, you know, they fly away literally the same way, it, like a callback to like the first movie, you know, when Neo's like, yeah. and like Rage Against the Machine is playing and it's like, ooh, hip and cool. It really sounds like they were kind of grasping for straws to Man, resurrect this yeah, franchise. And, and he, the thing that I hated Just about some it fucking nods is that the old movies. Yeah, there, there is a, an interview with Keanu and, um, uh, I guess it was some like the interviewer asked like, Hey, how did you find out about the movie or whatever? And he's like, Oh, Lana texted me and it was like, Hey, you want to do like a matrix four? And, uh, she yeah. messaged me back or I messaged her like, aren't I dead? Mm-hmm. And her response to Keanu was like, are you? And he was like, well, then I was intrigued, so she sent me a script. That's retarded. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, obviously, like, that little bit is intriguing, but, like, after I sat through the whole movie, I was like, oh, Keanu, just should have done John Wick and retired. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, once again, I am no expert. Um, I think the Wachowskis are brilliant directors and writers i really do yeah this one kind of like you said like the i feel like the nicest way to put it is just man she was grabbing so much throughout the the whole movie um it just just felt for it felt so much like the new the newer star wars movies so much and i hated every freaking second of it and yet I loved it because, hey, we're back in the Matrix. It's the same way I loved, like, hey, we're back in the Star Wars universe. Right. Where it was just, like, all these callbacks to the originals, but in their own new way, which made it, like, bittersweet. Yeah. 
did it commit the crime of being boring at all or was it just kind of like i don't think writing decisions boring at all um at least it wasn't i don't think so but it was just like yeah and another thing is like freaking man they just hate like i just remember the original matrix it wasn't like super clear what was going to happen next Right. Like, obviously, you knew what he Neo needed to do, but it wasn't like, you know, super clear what like think about like Morpheus getting interrogated by Agent Smith. Um, um, when they have to, like, go into that building and they just like murder everybody and they're trying to get Morpheus back. So they he, uh, you know, Agent Smith doesn't. um I guess get the location of Zion or the code or key, what I don't remember. But um it was just like like all like you knew what they had to do, but you didn't know how they were you you just knew that they were gonna try. And like this movie, it's like, oh, this happens like literally within two seconds. This character's explaining how you're gonna get past this point. It's like there was no like it didn't feel like the viewer was confused. Like it was just so handheld. Hmm. It was like, we're going to watch a movie and all the characters are going to drag you along a hundred percent. And we're going to call back every freaking iconic thing that you loved about the first one. Yeah. And yeah, I'll just be honest. Maybe I'll watch it again and change my mind, but like watching it a first time, it was just like, oh, yeah. this hurts so much Yeah, because it's just like Star Wars. It's like there are certain things in those movies where I wish I never saw. Right. And I wish that they didn't have to reside in my head in that universe. now. <laughs> and this was uh, felt a little bit like that. Sounds like it wasn't uh, very nutritional for the franchise. Like it was kind of like a, che- a Cheeto bag for dinner. It felt just some like here's some like comfort food through rice cakes. <laughs> And said, this is your sustenance for years. Yeah. Just like, just like, oh, here's some rice, familiar yes. looking things. Puff riced. And you oh, know what yeah. they're flavored like? The original Matrix, but there ain't no meat in there. <laughs> well, good thing I <laughs> like such white a ridiculous rice. analogy. <laughs> well, uh, so, so you would say it was probably the weakest of the four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. which a lot of people hated like two and three, but yeah, I would say they are two. I, I think, I think two and three, the reason why a, pe- a lot of people don't like them is because they just like push the envelope almost to a goofiness. Cause those fuckers were green lit, like immediately yeah. back to back, right? Like right yep. after one, they're yeah. just like, okay, it we need two just and like, three, boom, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think like two and three, just like, obviously, they didn't have the time that they did with the first one because it was like, they didn't even know they were going to, wow, we can make a ton of money from this. And now we need two and three. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Which, which like every, every freaking trilogy that happens like that always goes downhill. Um, but they really pushed the envelope on like the goofiness, like the first matrix was just like, I would say like a serious fun, where it was just like, man, this this guy's like literally trying to become a superhero in a in a computer, basically. And it was just like, wow, that's cool and awesome. 
And then by the third one, you're like, oh, this is just like a literal video game I'm watching and it's kind of goofy. Right. You know, so in that sense, I think they push it a little far. This one, the number four is just like in its own category. Number one, it was just so like in the pocket. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, And I guess four is more like the cue ball, like jumped off the table and hit like a pitcher of beer and broke that glass. The cue ball jumped off the table and hit me in the balls. (laughs) Jeez, well, the more yell, we talk about it, the more it sounds like this is going from disappointment <laughs> to utter like contempt for this no, movie. I don't, I don't contempt it. It's just it, it gave you that familiar, yeah. comfortable Matrixy universe feeling yeah. you were looking for. I mean, I would have felt. Yeah, I'm not going to keep talking about it. I guess. <laughs> well, we could talk about uh, since it's Christmas. We could talk about like what's the best Christmas movie of all not time? Not Matrix or ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should have put him in a Santa Claus hat. That would have fixed everything. <laughs> It doesn't. It really doesn't help that he literally has to have that John Wick like look because he was filming John Wick. So that was the the reason. Like, yeah, they just had to do it. I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive. It they filmed the the Matrix scenes as quickly as possible because he looks like John Wick. And then after John Wick wrapped filming, they shaved his head. Hmm. I I would assume that. Because that what makes sense like on a timeline. But. Right. I just gotta say, I'm like so fucking happy that John Wick has become such a big thing. Like, because after that first movie came out, I was kinda I wasn't sure that it was really gonna go beyond that. I was like, okay, yeah. here's another one of those like really good gems of yeah. it of a here, like here's a good example of a of an action movie that I wish more people would have thrown their money at so we could have got sequels. And now John Wick is like fucking just cranking them out. They're probably doing a five. That's probably been announced. Yeah. Um, but I can't wait to see four. It's got Donnie Yen. Oh yeah, I can't wait for that. Is he the villain, do you know, or is he like a I'm not sure. ally? I know in, in John Wick three, it's not that I didn't like it. I felt like by the third one, it was kind of like we're kind of seeing the same stuff now. Yeah. Um, I kind of got that like a which, symphony of violence, with yeah, the... which I wasn't tired of it at all. I'm just hoping fourth can change it up slightly or it may start to feel a little boring, but I, I it'll be one of those things again, where I can kind of like bypass that and be like, Hey, we're in the universe still. Yeah. So it's super enjoyable. Right. Remember saying like John Wick one and two, hands down, like the best movie and sequel. It was just spot on. Yeah, pretty, it's pretty. And there and there was like a, it was cool how John Wick like there was actually there's a universe to these movies that feels very comic book like, and there's right. all these rules and uh, things that operate in a certain way that that aren't necessarily op- don't operate in the actual world, right? So it's cool. There's like uh, there's a lot of expanding they could do there. And it's like a good example of something starting small and expanding into a bigger thing. Right. But, you know, where some movies just like force it. um, it, This this is an example with John Wick. Like in the first movie, they introduced some elements that could be expanded on in further movies, like with the with the continental and the, the, the fucking gold coins and the assassins and the contracts and everything is like, they just got to build on that over time. And by the third one, I don't know, maybe we were kind of like, maybe they just didn't expand the universe as much. I've only seen the third one once. Yeah. I honestly, I don't, 
I wasn't Halle Berry in that. Yeah. She had like the dogs and stuff. Yeah. Like that was the, the new thing. Yeah. We those were cool. Um, but it didn't feel like it was like, because like John, John Wick was like, it felt like this big, like this is the circle I'm in. Yeah. We hear about things or like, we know he, it's like more than what we're seeing. And we let our imagination run. And then it's like John Wick two. Yeah. And then John Wick three. <laughs> and it's like, right. yeah. like it, it's just a little too close to home. Yeah. Uh, you know, copying two at this point, but, um, yeah. you know, hopefully Still on they are like, I, yeah. Yeah. But I, I freaking, I freaking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. My only point was like, I, I was just like, all right, that's good. We got a, we got a well-deserved action movie getting right. a well-deserved continuation. Um, right. and, and that more, uh, action choreography and directors can like take some notes out of John Wick's book, but then then you see like people doing like such hardcore imitation, just not as well, and then that gets annoying. <laughs> yeah, but I guess basically my main point with that is just like just keep the goddamn camera wide. Yeah, sometimes you know, like yeah. stop fucking zooming in. At, you know, like a fucking six inch I, space on there i did appreciate that a shaking it around that was actually one thing i did appreciate about the matrix a little bit the cameras so i don't remember a hundred percent how tight the original matrix was um camera like work wise but I, I know that you could see the stuff yeah it wasn't like so ridiculous that like like i <laughs> one close-up i i i just i don't know why i remember it but there was like a scene i don't know if it's agent smith or neo but like he's like hitting like this almost like sideways and i know they like punch up real close but like you can see all the action yeah um they did a pretty good job with that this time um but there was a little there was a handful of times where it was like shaky cam you're way too close back up (laughs) But um, I think that's why I said a little bit where it's like Keanu's getting older. He's not going to be able to keep up 100%. Like, he's still a freaking badass. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, obviously the stunt guys can't go re- crazy right. because then it's so evident it's not him. It hurts. Um, so, yeah, the camera, the camera work was good. Um, yeah. That's, well, all that's, that's all we can ask for. If you're not going to make a cohesive story, at least film your confusing nonsense <laughs> in a easy to follow way. Right. What? Yeah, of course. Anyway, you got it. Yeah, I watched Christmas Chronicles too today. Did you? How'd you like it? I didn't really pay attention. I, I was, I was sort of, uh, I was, I was doing some edits, like simple-minded edit stuff. <laughs> so I was, you were doing work, yeah, and I'm over here. I, I oh, had, you didn't watch Christmas Chronicles too. <laughs> Of all the fucking things I need to see, I, I'm watching Chronicles, <laughs> Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, too. of course. But I had like one of my uh, earphones off, so yeah. I could sort of hear the movie. But also, I just needed, I just wanted some fucking Chris, stupid Christmas shit on. While yeah. I, but like, I mean, yeah, it's Kurt Russell. Like, I could tell the movie was not as good as the first one. Yeah. Um, I still think it was pretty good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you said you saw yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, whatever. The only thing was like uh, when we're when we're like in the North Pole with the elves. 
Yeah. That that just looked like straight up fucking Toy Story or something. No, like, that that like, is a straight up like we went from lower, live action to Yeah. That is a like our Pixar. budget is going to be spent basically on Kurt Russell. Yeah. So we're gonna have a TV version of the North Pole. <laughs> and terrible child actors. Yeah. Um so yeah, why can't these kids grow up a little bit more dedicated to their art? Just fire them. Put them back in school. Get another kid in there that knows what Which the hell they're child doing. actors are you talking about? The main ones? Uh, the girl was okay at times. Because they were both in the first one. So I thought the black little black kid. I don't remember him. He was in the first one. I thought it was a. Uh, it was like an older brother and a younger sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those two were in the first one. I don't know about the black kid. I don't remember I don't him. Remember. Uh. But then there was like the fucking uh, the elf, fat kid who was like a guy. dick. Yeah. And I thought he was like kind of pretty t- terrible. <laughs> um, but, you know, Kurt Russell, he's just having fun with it. He's your Santa Claus. OK, aha. He just yeah. does his fucking Kurt Russell thing. Like he, he gets so into whatever role and he's just a, just a charisma behemoth. Yeah. Um, like he even made me enjoy that musical part. Oh yeah. Oh, I, and and I don't fucking watch musicals. Right. I mean, anyone well, who knows missing me, a whole like, genre. <laughs> well, I I did watch an American in Paris. Did you ever see that? <laughs> no. Forced to watch it in film school. It was cool though. It was such eye candy on the screen. It's not. It's like a musical can be. Yeah. It's never gonna be like the fucking. It's gonna be the last thing I would put in. Right. Like somewhere next to like just some fucking Pixar movie or something. Yeah. Um, not that Pixar movies are bad or musicals are bad. Yeah, you they're just like comment on animated movies. Yeah. Like they're the lowest of the low. <laughs> yeah. Some people prefer uh, tea. Other prefer coffee. Some people. I don't know. But anyway, so best Christmas movie of all time. Home Alone. Really? Yep. That would be my the first one. one. Yep. For me, it's more of like a nostalgia thing because it's just like. It's almost like Lucky Charms with with us. It's like, what's the best movie yeah. we ever created? For, that one. For those because, of you who don't know what Lucky Charms in yeah. is, that's the first video Alex and I ever made together. We decided, let's just fucking make a movie. We didn't have a plan. We didn't have an idea. Literally nothing. No idea. And I got this green hat, this leprechaun hat from, uh, I think I was at Bush Gardens or something. And I just like wanted as a prize or I bought it. Like I saw it and the idea hit me right away. I was like, bam, lucky leprechaun gets his lucky charm. Still only gets pissed off and he goes hunting for his lucky charms. <laughs> That's the whole video. Really? Yeah. This is my mind. Like instead yeah. of like thinking of anything, like actually like, I don't know, but we were just starting. So yeah. it's like, we got to make something just fucking stupid. Yeah. Stop. No, I we don't want to overthink right yeah. away. So like Home Alone for me was just like man like uh, watching that as a kid like Macaulay Culkin like just like act his heart like he was just like a genius child actor at that age it's just like you know <clears throat> in my head it's like that's what I would do yeah. if I was Home Alone and robbers tried to come in like it was just like as a kid like that movie was your imagination mm-hmm. and it I you know. A lot of us, we just fast forwarded straight to the uh, part where the traps were. <laughs> I remember I always liked when I was little, I always liked Home Alone 2 more because I thought the traps were more, more elaborate, crazy, and painful yeah. looking. Yeah. 
Mar- my, Marv is fucking the best. Yeah. Like my brother-in-law today at uh, my in-laws house had a, it just said wet bandits and it was like their mug shots and like a couple, you know, something else down below. I was like, Oh, I like that shirt. Yeah. Did you ever see the third one? It's not bad. Where's the th- where's the third one? What's the New York one? Two. Two. Oh yeah, that's right. What where's the third one then? Uh it's just it takes place in some How- neighborhood somewhere. It's just some house. Yeah, and it's like it's like some fucking little eight year old kid. It's not Macaulay Calkin. Yeah, I was but gonna say he only did two, the two. Yeah, right. Now there's four robbers. Oh gosh! And they're like going after this fucking computer chip that somehow got put into this kid's toy car that was a Christmas gift, and oh, they're trying to get the computer chip back because it's like a missile chip talk- or something. Yes, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, um, and, but I thought the robbers were like—I remember—I haven't seen this movie in ages, but I remember like enjoying that movie a lot, and I didn't understand why people didn't like the third one. Right. Like everything was still there; it's right. just people couldn't get over that it wasn't Macaulay Culkin. And Joe Pesci well, and Daniel Stern in it again. Yeah. Now we have like all these new people, but it was still good. Like, yeah, I think, it, yeah, the traps were, or the, the, yeah, the traps were great. The villains were fucking fine, I guess. Like, especially <laughs> this one, this one guy had like long hair and he was like, oh, crazy. Right. Um, I remember like the one main villain. Um, he's like this Russian guy, but he sort of looks like he's Mongolian or something. He's okay. like the scariest fucking dude ever. I've, I think I almost want to say I watched this on TV. Like I definitely, yeah, definitely didn't sure. go to the theater or anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like everybody that's that our age has probably seen familiar. it at some point. Yeah. Remember at the beginning, he's like shoveling the fucking snow for Mrs. Hess and she, well, I don't know. I'll just end up talking through the whole movie and everything that happens. <laughs> okay. But uh yeah, then they I never saw past three. Then shit looked like it just went to complete dumb town. Right. And then they just came out with a new one that people on YouTube are making like videos about just tearing it apart because it's so bad. Like psychopaths, yeah. Yeah. Um but my favorite Christmas movie, uh I guess I'm just going to say die hard. Really? I mean, I just, it's, Oh my God. What a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it's just as a kid, that's it's the always fucking of. good. It's just yeah. always good. It's always fun. Uh, it's just one of the best paced movies ever. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And, and so many memorable characters. You got the, you got John McClane. You got the Hans <laughs> Gruber villain. <laughs> Hans Gruber is the funniest name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Just, just this sophisticated, suave, yeah. but ruthless Brooklyn nine, nine fans. Hans Gruber, that name I've heard probably more on Brooklyn nine, nine than <laughs> like understanding that it came from t- they re- they reference that all the yeah, time. Yeah, because the main guy, J- uh, Jake Peralta, who's Andy um, Sandberg. Yeah. Um, he that's his favorite movie is Die Hard. So like throughout the entire show, he's always talking about um, Die Hard references, and he's like, oh, you know, this could be my Hans Gruber, and it, it's always like those type of co- comments, and I always just laugh. Yeah. Um, the great show, but yeah, Die Hard is. Something Good. that I liked about that movie is like you could always you you felt like you had an understanding of the layout and the blueprint of the environment. 
yeah. that it was taking place. A lot of action movies. It's just we're running into rooms. We've never been in there before. Right. We're shooting. We're, we're cutting to a shot of a guy with a gun. Then we cut somewhere else and another guy's getting hit. Right. And Die Hard, like, you understand the blueprint. You understand the strategy uh, of how he has to outmaneuver all the baddies because yeah. there's more of them. You, like, understand that there's, like, 12 or 13 of them um, and where their locations are. So, like, you're kind of in on, like, the strategy. And, it, it, it like, it makes it more immersive because right. you can really imagine yourself, like, shit, if I was, like in this situation, like how would I be handling this? Right. Um, I just, I love it when a movie, when you can understand and follow the logistics that a main hero or character would actually have to figure out, not just mindless shooting in every direction, just killing a bunch of fucking nameless bad guys, a bunch of people who are on screen for a half a second. And that's all their screen time in the movie. Yeah. I just not into it. Yeah, it it <clears throat> the more the more you just talked about that, the more in I, I'm kind of like trying to like one of one of my favorite things to do about movies that I enjoy is like trying to call back like literal scene like and like placement of camera and whatnot. Yeah, and there was like de- there was multiple times where it was like I'm almost positive like a still shot that was like fairly and awkwardly like wide for Hollywood where it literally was just like letting you look at the room. Wow. Um, crazy. Um, why'd they let him get away with that? Yeah, really? Um, because like, especially when all those guys, like they're gathering up all the people and wasn't there like a waterfall in that one, not a waterfall, like a water fountain or a water thing. And that I don't remember anyway, like when all the employees were together, I know there was like a couple shots where it was like, pretty wide where yeah. it's like you can kind of get a lay of the room like you said and then here's all the people and it just like it allows your mind to not have to think about not important things right which i know sounds really ridiculous to say but there are definitely movies like you said where it's like run and gunning and you have no idea where you're at yeah in like the layout of wherever they're at you know yeah so that's interesting yeah it's just just kind of it builds this blueprint in your mind in the back of my head you don't even really realize it's happening but it it like sets it up for later when shit does go down in that room then it becomes more important right and yeah just the fact that it all takes place in one building gotta get them establishing shots (laughs) it's so important and then die hard 2 is like I enjoy Die Hard 2, but right. it has got some of the fucking stupidest illogical things that happen in a movie ever. Like, there, there's this whole thing going on where there's some baddies and they're in cahoots with some other baddies, but they can't let anyone know it. So there's a point in the movie where they get in a firefight with each other. Oh, that only makes sense. But they can't use real bullets because they don't actually want to kill each other. They want to convince everybody that they're actually fighting. So they use blanks. And then John McClane and trying to like prove this to the police department or the or the asshole police captain. Right. Keep going. He fucking goes up to the police captain in a room full of cops with guns. And he takes an MP5 and is like this fucking these fucking baddies are in cahoots with each other and I can prove it. And the cops like, you're stupid. You're under arrest. 
like I told you not to come in this room again or something. And so John McClane's like, oh yeah, you're not going to believe me. How's this? And he holds up the MP5 and starts shooting at the police chief in front of everybody. Now in John McClane's mind, it's like, oh, these are just blanks. These aren't going to kill him. I'm just making my point that the baddies are using blanks to make it look like they're in cahoots. But you don't fire a fucking automatic machine gun at a police captain in a room full of police officers that are holding pistols in their hands. So he grabs one of the bad guy's guns? Yeah, like he was there when the baddies were fighting with each other, fighting quotes, and he ended up with one of the guns that had blanks. So he fucking goes into the police station or something and to make the point that the gun has blanks, instead of just showing them that there's blanks in the magazine, he fires it at the police captain. And then he, he unloads like 30 rounds, like a full magazine at, at the, at the captain. Right. And then when it goes click, 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 you're looking around the room and all the cops are standing there like this, like we got our guns out, but then we realized that the, the bullets weren't harming the captain, so we didn't shoot him. <laughs> so okay. it's a little unbelievable. Okay, okay. So not so every fucking cop in that room, all 30 of them, was right. able to decipher that all those bullets coming out of that gun had to be blanks because the police chief hadn't fallen over yet. Right, in that amount of time. Like, imagine if, like... You're at Walmart and somebody and you have like, so say you have a license to carry. Right. And you see somebody come in and just like hold up a gun to the cashier and just go. And you pull out your gun and you're like, wait a minute. The cashier hasn't fallen over yet. They must be blanks. (laughs) And then it also has. Well, you're not accounting for all the training. those police officers. Yeah. Yeah. They must. The, the guys, at any moment, we could have you know a scenario where there's terrorists fighting terrorists with. Fake. They had the extra extra. Is this a blank challenge test? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb, and uh, and it also has. Uh, it's the movie that has uh, grenades with the longest fucking fuse. Oh yeah. Ever, where they they throw these grenades, and honest to God, they don't go off for like 30 full seconds. They give they give McLean all the time he needs to escape right from the grenade explosion radius. Right. Of course. It's so retarded. But it's still a fun movie and Die Hard 3 is better than 2. Well, that's good. But yeah. And and then 4 was great too and then I didn't see 5. You I would rank you. my Die Hard movies 1 3 4 2 and I'm sure five would be last, but I'm not ever going to see it. Right. Well, hey. Merry Christmas. You, you don't always win. Oh. Nope. But you can't appreciate your wins if you don't have some losses, right? Very true. Very true. Well, I think that's a good and interesting place to end it. Well, what's the time? One thirty. Okay. One thirty-eight. Okay. It's getting a little late. I guess we better close oh it down gosh, before we say something stupid. Been a, been a long day, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm uh I have been awake since well, all of today. I didn't sleep last night, then I was awake all the day yesterday. You didn't so sleep last night at all? Not a fucking wink. I So you've been wide up for awake like more than twenty four hours? Way more. Yeah. I did not sleep at all last night. 
and I had every fucking reason to be asleep. Huh. I mean, I hadn't talked about it yet, but I did that uh, wrestling match. Oh, talk you want to talk about, about that, that on air or off air? Uh, I could get started and then change my mind somewhere in the middle. Well, let's just end this and then we can talk about it. Okay. Okay. Well, everyone, yeah, I, I, I wrestled last night after drinking alcohol on an empty stomach. Don't ever fucking do that. That I, I felt pretty bad. That was the choice of a champion. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I thought we weren't actually going to be wrestling at this point. So I started drinking and I didn't have an appetite all day. And then it was time to, it was, t- and they were like, Oh, we are going to fight. Okay. Well, I guess I'm ready to go. And that's that. It was a stalemate that fight, but I wasn't fighting no more after that. Right. That was done. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that now. Yeah. Tell you all about it. Okay. Yay. Okay. Well, well everyone. Bye. Good, good podcast. Good show. We hope you uh, enjoyed it. Obviously, <laughs> I'm just rambling for no reason. I'm like, hoping you comment, just, subscribe. I'm hoping you'll just hit the stop button while I'm talking right in the middle of it. Hey, if anybody's interested, go on Spotify or, or if you're listening on Spotify, answer our little question or questionnaire on our Spotify page page so we can um, know what to do next. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>